Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I feel like I'm in one of those hyperbaric chambers. <laughs> that, yes. I wonder what they sampled to, to get this. But anyways, we're bringing this back. What it is? I love the music beginners. And since Sunil's not here to hate on me. <laughs> you tell me you falling out of love with me. For at least 12 seconds. Hope you can find someone to love. Welcome to the Man on the Internet podcast. What's going on? We'll do it again for YouTube, don't worry. Yes. Taking our memories on uh-huh okay this is the song it's been in my head all week <laughs> really yeah i saw future perform it on uh jimmy kimmel Ooh. no i'm sorry no oh yeah no yeah jimmy kimmel because there wasn't a lot of laughter uh, so right, um <laughs> <I feel you. laughs> uh yeah i saw him perform it and it was so cool how he did it i think travis scott executive produced or creative produced the um performance so he was doing an interview and then, and then Jimmy Kimmel um, asked him a question, and the question turned into the the production, oh, the that's performance. Cool. And then it was like, it was like he was like in a lake of smoke. It was dope. Oh, snap! You know, very rarely you could say late night TV right. did something cool unless right. it was Jamie Foxx related, right? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this was a cool thing. Um, yeah, so. Welcome to the Men on the Internet podcast. My name is Kerwin Johnson. Across from me is the King of the Border. Hello. Crow. I'm Crow. <laughs> uh, and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. We did a whole other thing of this, and it didn't record, so I'm not going to go back and do it again. Yeah, let's... Uh, Chris, Chris went out of town. I'm going out of town. We're going to come back fatter and, and hopefully yeah. a little bit slimmer all at Dude, the same time. The minutes. <clears throat> today, we're going to talk about a book that was recommended to me called Love and Respect for Couples, Individuals, or Groups by Dr. Emerson. Go ahead. <laughs> That's I, should I should have practiced this. Emerson Eggerich. E- yeah, Eggerich. Egg- well, the, the S at the end throws me off. I think it's the Eggerichs. 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 Like Lichtenstein, you know, CH makes the... Lichtenstein is L I E C. How do you C-H spell that? Or something like that. L I E, right? It's like weird. Don't 
Don't try to oh, prove. Okay. <laughs> don't know how to read. <laughs> Public school. No, actually, you, know, you went to private school. I did go to private school. Oh, boy. Even that's, even, that's even worse. Because yeah. you paid to learn that. Right. <laughs> uh, you, your mom could have had a house, man. Right, seriously. <laughs> you ruined her life. <laughs> Listen, man. Shout out to you, moms. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> what was the name that I used to give her boyfriend? What was that? I call him Woody or something? Yeah, something like that. Really. Po- poopy? Who, I don't think you call him Poopy. I hope not. <laughs> not Poopy. Pooty or... Pooty. I think it was Pooty. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out my man Pooty, man. <laughs> Shout out Pooty. Uh, all right. So I just got this book. I haven't really read it, uh, but it was recommended to me because... Backstory. Um, so <clears throat> I, I was talking to a friend of mine about uh, an, a relationship that I was in that mm-hmm. is no longer. Mm-hmm. And she explained to me that there is different types of people and it's, she explained it to me in the way of Christmas lights. So she would, she, she said that some women are like, um, Christmas lights where if one bulb goes out, the the whole thing goes out. But most men are like, if one bulb goes out, the rest just stays lit. And what, does that mean anything like to that. you? That's kind of cool. Yeah. So she told me she got it from this book. Now, I'm not 100% if it's this book because she told me it was a book. And then when it came in, it's a lot bigger and workbookier mm. than I expected. That almost sounds like they want me to do work on myself. Uh-oh. Homework. Um, and I'm never at fault. So um, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is for me to learn about how others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I could tell you how to live your life because right. uh, let's be honest, okay? <laughs> a brother's perfect. Okay. <laughs> I can't get any better. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, ish. Uh, all right. So we're going to just go through a little bit of it and just kind of chat and then and then we'll, we'll see if you guys want to read it. Uh, so it says, <clears throat> before you start your study of love and respect, dot, dot, dot. Welcome to the Love and Respect Workbook Experience. You're about to discover and apply the single greatest secret to a successful marriage. Today, you and your mate can start fresh with the groundbreaking guidance that Dr. Emerson provides in this workbook. (laughs) And uh, the book it accompanies, Love and Respect. So um, it's going to be a book about how men and women operate so we can better understand each other. Mm -hmm. So we have the tools to communicate and build better relationships. Mm. Yeah. All right. So based on three decades of counseling experience, as well as scientific and biblical research, the book offers you the information and tools you'll need to understand what is wrong in your relationship and begin the process of correcting it. Um, Hmm. Biblical. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens here. I know that you you was like, ugh. Not, not <laughs> well, with, wait a minute. Not with my Kevin Smith tattoo. Uh oh. Yeah, you know me. Um, I actually always had a question about that. Ask me. What if he turns out to be a? Mm. I I feel like I picked a safe person, just because. <clears throat> yeah, but Bill Cosby. I mean, fair enough. He's the safest black man in America. Right. In American history. Well, he doesn't smoke weed and make movies. D- but has has he tried to buy NBC? No. All right. <laughs> Not that I know of, no. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So it just pretty much tells you in this section <clears throat> how the workbook is going to work. So you answer questions by yourself. Men answer these questions. Women answer these questions. And then couples are going to answer questions together. So oh I think I'm going to just kind of 
So do you, does each partner need a book? Or do you just take one page and split it? Oh, no. You, they, you only need one book. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And, right. and what are you, what are you hoping comes out of you reading this? What do you, what are you not hoping, but what are you anticipating? You're going to so, learn. Or what do you want to learn? So th- this, I think, is going to touch a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. I have been in more situationships than relationships. Right. And most, all of my relationships have been really short. Okay. Six months or under. Oh, okay. So um, I don't always think that they're, they end because I'm not able to communicate my thoughts. Mm-hmm. However... If there's a pattern, it must mean something. Okay. And because in my last relationship, I, I was always kind of like in this question marky phase of like, I don't understand what she's talking about. Certain things would bother her. Now, I don't know if it was bothering her that I did or if it was just like, in general. You, yeah, you did this and this thing in general bothers me just like a pet peeve or yeah or something where it's like not working because an example would be um um (laughs) tread lightly yeah 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 yeah. um so an example would be like how things end uh there have been multiple situations where um i've had to end a relationship twice Mm. So the the first time I take it, um, I I take it kind of hard. Not not hard like I can't live life anymore. But, but like, it's an emotional yeah, it sucks thing. Yeah, it's a bummer. And then we kind of try again. And then when we end it the second time, I feel like everything has been lifted off my shoulders. And it happens over and over. Where that second time. It, Maybe they're like, hey, I think we should end this. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to fight for. I think that's good. I think that's because you always, like, if you lose or not lose, you, like, lose a relationship or whatever, friendship, yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're always <clears throat> like, man, what if mm-hmm. that was the wrong move? Mm-hmm. What if, what could have happened if we stayed, yep. uh, you know, together? Yep. And then you got that experience and then you go, oh, okay. Then I'm good. Good. Yeah, exactly. But the funny thing is, the second time around is when they are more emotional. Mm. And then I would, I asked my friend who recommended this book, Mm -hmm. why do you think when they're the ones who are telling me, I think this should end. And I say, okay. Instead of the first time, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, let's Mm -hmm. talk about it. Let's see what we could do. But the second time, there's no fight at all. Right. And... Then they're like crying or whatever it is. And I'm just confused, you know, because I'm like, well, you're the one who brought this to -hmm. the table. So why are you emotional? Is it because I'm not emotional? Does that make sense? So that that, I think that there is some understanding that I need. And again, this book says on the front, it's for couples, individuals or groups. So I think as you're of age to be kind of walking into these things, um, it's good for it's good for your own personal development right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, we live in L.A. and the only thing I've known about L.A. relationships 
is that they don't go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend or f- whatever nowadays um, f- for forever. Mm-hmm. And I um, noticed a turning point this year more than ever. Friends back home have been having babies since they were 19, right. 18, 19 on purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not counting the teenage pregnancies, right. but on purpose, getting married by 20 babies coming out 18 to 24. Everybody got a kid in LA. That's not the sitch. Mm-mm. You're 35 kind of living the life of a 23 year old. Right. Um, but then this year, Every conversation I have with just a stranger or somebody I met on at work or on set or whatever is like, oh, yeah, my husband. Oh, yeah, my wife. Or, uh, yeah, my son. Mm. And I'm like, "Mm, that's odd. Because if this were a conversation 10 years ago, people would be like, yeah, yeah. Or even... Like not even that. This you kid know? that I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> this kid that uh, I sent McDonald's to. Every exactly. <laughs> you know, and and the the deeper part is we we used to say like, how could you afford a family in L.A.? How could you have a kid in L.A.? It just doesn't make sense. It has a lot to do with that. Yeah, you know, uh, the financial part mm-hmm. is the first thing that hits me. Yeah. But I I was on set yesterday, and I was just in the middle of of a conversation, and I heard. The makeup artist say, "Ah, oh, the battery on my car sucks, but luckily for me, my fiance is going to go um, replace, it. replace it. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Two seconds later, one of the actresses was like, oh, yeah, my husband and I just moved to, and I'm looking at, she looked like she was 17. Mm. And then two two seconds behind that, the director, I think, he was like, he was like, yeah, my husband and I. Just, I was like, no, no, hold, hold, hold on, now. hold on now. Okay, <laughs> y'all don't have um, jump offs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and they looked at me. I was like, oh, um, yeah, because you know me and Jesus. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know me and my pillow. Yeah, are doing no, facts. Yeah, <laughs> nah, we doing it real good. Uh, so I think this would just be a good thing, whether or not you learn anything from it. It could be up to you, mm-hmm. but uh, I just wanted to bring it over here and just have it as a thing that we could talk about. So part one is called The Crazy Cycle. Mm. Oh, I know exactly what they're going to talk about. Uh, go ahead. She will. Uh, I mean, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> whatever she's doing. is. Oh, never <laughs> <laughs> Must be on her crazy cycle. Oops. Okay. All right. I'm just kidding. We men have crazy, <laughs> crazy cycles, too. We all kinds of cycles. Okay. One day a month. Um, I like to call it our comma. Our comma, yes. Sessions one through four cover the introduction and chapters one to seven of love and respect. This is a personal word from Emerson. Welcome. You are beginning a journal, uh, a journey to love and respect, a new way to approach marriage that is as the Old Testament itself. Nestled in the fifth chapter of Paul's letter to Ephesians, hidden in plain sight. Is the secret to controlling what I call the crazy cycle. It's only a little biblical. Hey, hey, you never know. Listen, I'm not going to judge it at first. And beginning to enjoy a marriage built on love for her and respect for him. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Just turn deep. Yes. Uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone who has ever been married knows what it is like to be on the crazy cycle. Without love from him, she respect. She reacts without respect. 
without respect from her, he reacts without love. But what about the other way around? What if he needs love? She needs respect. Mm. Let me ask you this. Ask me. As a man. Yes. When somebody showcases respect for you, doesn't that kind of double as showcasing as a form of love? Mm. How do you mean? Oh, it depends from him. Because we didn't even get to the book yet. I know. We okay. don't need the book. We got it ourselves. <laughs> because I think men are all ego, right? Fair enough. And yeah. in general, we're the ones who are like, I want this in my career. I want yeah. elevation. I want all this. Yeah. I want recognition. Mm-hmm. And when we go to work, we're trying to gain respect from the world. We're trying to get that firm handshake from the other side of the table because we want to feel validated. Mm-hmm. So if you go to your own house and your wife doesn't respect you. Mm, yeah. Okay. Right. But, and then you, if we take it in biblical, you're supposed to lead the house. Mm, okay. So if you can't, if you can't lead the house and your person does not respect you, how are they going to love you? Fair. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's why I think it's, the balance. Now I don't know. I'm not Dr. Emerson Roper's cure shit. But yeah. I think that's the that's the place because women on the other hand, if you of course you're gonna respect them, but the way that they're gonna receive love is gonna be a little different than how you receive it. Could be, yeah. You know, I don't <laughs> think you need your girl to like come up on you and squeeze your butt and stuff like that. Right on. It'd be nice. But every once in a while. But you know, do you have big hands? Exactly. Um Okay, let's see. I said, and so husband and wife go round and round, saying and doing the same wrong and hurtful things, with seemingly no way to stop it. As you study the first four sessions of this workbook, you will learn how the crazy cycle starts and why it often continues indefinitely. I actually have gone through this mm. um, in my first situationship, mm-hmm. and we would say stuff to each other that wasn't like toxic or mean or anything, but it wasn't out of love. So, all right. That's true. <clears throat> Questions for chapter one. All right, hit me. We're going to work through our relationship. Okay. Love and respect. You got it. Respect and respect. Yes. On, oh, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> on page one of love and respect, Emerson absolutely disagrees with the Beatles conclusion that all you need is love. Emerson goes on to say that five out of 10 marriages are ending in divorce because love alone is not enough. Love is vital for the wife, but what we have missed is the husband's need for respect. Mm. Love and respect is all about how the wife can fulfill her need to be loved by her husband, what he needs. Oh, by giving her husband what he needs, which is respect. Do you agree or disagree with the paragraph above. Can a wife get the love she needs simply by showing her husband respect? What if he doesn't deserve respect? Do you think Emerson is talking about conditional respect or unconditional respect? Put down some of your thoughts here. Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good opener. So the, I'm still not, not arguing against it, but I guess respect and respect, respect both ways is, is what each other needs. 
but love in a different form is what a man needs versus what a woman needs. Right. Exactly. Okay. I think he's just, I think he's using the, the words separately mm-hmm. to make a point. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got that it. the way it's expressed has to be different mm-hmm. because like I said, a few episodes ago, I think that culture is swinging back. Listen, this is my experience. Okay. So I'm not talking for anybody else. When I was about 24 to 27, I went on a lot of dates with very strong women. Yes. They were strong, and I use this kindly, kind of masculine energy. Okay. Where I'm, I, I feel like I'm in competition on who could be more manly. <laughs> mm. Now, do you say that in regards to like one of the career choices and all this stuff, or like no? Because I don't think having goals for yourself is a manly thing, right? right, right. You know, I think it was. It's just like um, if I can d- break it down to the 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 most basic thing. Uh, if I open up, if I open a door. For a woman, mm. it was rejected and handled as if I did something wrong. Okay. That's what you're saying. And it was like, I don't need that. I don't need no man for anything. It's like, well, what am I here for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll see you uh, later. You know, but today, um, just culture-wise, the conversation has kind of shifted. And I and I had had a lot of conversations recently with women who are saying they are practicing the art of divine femininity still accomplishing their goals but looking for the right man they can be submissive to and i think the natural the natural way men uh are is by saying let me take the lead on this Mm -hmm. let me um, let me find a solution for this. Mm-hmm. We're s- solution oriented. Yes, yes. And oftentimes if a man is ranting and raving about something and the team around him is not helping him find a solution, what are they, what are you, right, right, you know, what are yeah. you there for? But if versus, it. yeah, versus a woman, you have to ask, do you want me to help you solve this? Or do you want me to just listen to That's you? That's exactly what I ask Jessica all the time. You see what I'm, I'm saying? Like, do you want me to help or you want me to just listen? Because I'm cool with both. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you you have to approach it so differently. Because for me, if I'm having a problem, you got three wrong answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before right. I'm like, I'm done talking to you about, right, about right. this. Because you're useless. <laughs> right, right, right. So <laughs> that's, that's why I think this is great. Because as time progresses... And, 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 you know, you'd start dating different age ranges, you know, because now I'm in my 30s and I don't really talk to that many women who are under 27 ish, 28, maybe. Um, and, you know, women are a little bit more mature than men. So at my age, 28 is probably mm-hmm. 27, 28 is right. probably a little bit closer. So <clears throat> I, I think there is a way for you to showcase respect and still showcase a sense of um of leadership in your for yourself mm-hmm. but uh submission to your man right without it being degrading 
Right, 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 right. I see it as more of a cooperation than a submission. Yeah. Just because... But it is that. It, it Yeah, definitely. Um, just the way that I was raised. My mom is one of five sisters. Yeah. And each one of those sisters has at least one daughter. Mm-hmm. And so it was nothing but women in my house when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So not only did I learn how to treat women, respect women, I saw hardworking women. A lot of these people were single moms mm-hmm. um, and struggling, you know, mm-hmm. and and they pulled it off. No problem. So I, I learned this dynamic of how to respect women, cooperate with them and not be like, oh, I'm the man of the house and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't like a an ego thing for me. Yeah, it's not the way I grew up. So, well, this is this is such a great point because it can go in so many ways. Um, when you get out of the looking for a job phase mm-hmm. and then you start transitioning into your career, yeah. you start interviewing back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, let me see what direction does the CEO want to take this company? What direction does the leadership want to take this company? And do I trust them? Do I trust their vision for me to play a role in this company? I take that back into dating because yes, a woman quote unquote might be submissive, but it's not that I just exist to rub your feet and blah, blah, blah. Right, no. it, 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 it's, it turns into the, what's your vision mm-hmm. and how, how can I play a role, mm-hmm. whether it's an executive role or whatever, yes. whatever works for people, but there, it has to be a meaningful structured role into what I, I trust and can take into the future. Mm-hmm. So you as an employee are a submissive person right. because you have to submit to your, the request of your manager. Right. And the manager is also that, you know, but it's a tree, you know, it, exactly. you know, ultimately, um, you know, the top leaf, there's, there's very, it's a very small group of people who are at the very top. So it, the, it ultimately it goes down to leadership, leadership, uh, right. Submissive person, leadership, submissive person, you know, all Correct. that. So uh, that's how I equate it mm-hmm. to I never want to put out that word submissive without making it seem like your role is not key. It's lesser than mine. It's exactly. It's, key. it's, it's just a yeah. different thing because I think households are businesses mm-hmm. and they need there needs to be a CEO, a CFO, a COO and all these things to make sure it runs straight. I like that. You That's know what I mean? A good analogy. So like the the man might end up being the CEO, but what you don't know about CEOs is they don't know what happens everything on a daily basis. They are the big vision, big picture person, and it requires the CFO and the and the chief offer, op, uh, operating officer to review what's happening on a daily basis mm-hmm. to take this plan of yours and make it into a real life Mm -hmm. situation so that's how i see it yeah so i think he's spot on so far even though he's referenced the bible all right one more paragraph and then we'll take it another place all right uh all right he says compare what you wrote all right so um it says uh on pages two to four the book uh are different testimonial statements by wives who have attended love and respect conference or read the book quote number one i have never realized how important how life-giving respect was to my husband 
Mm. Mm, some men are not letting it know. Mm-hmm. Listen, I need I need somebody to respect. Quote number two. Just a few days ago, I decided to tell my husband that I respect him. I felt so awkward to say the words, but I went for it and the reaction was unbelievable. I watched his demeanor change right before my eyes. Mm. It's crazy. As a person whose mom was mom and dad, mm-hmm. who same, same. <laughs> definitely, um, my dad was around, but you might as well. Don't want to brag or kill me. Nah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. I will say this. My mom Definitely did not respect my dad. That's probably what the way I talk to him now. Yeah, I'm like, boy, so. we don't sit your little right. right now. Uh, you know, before I go get some milk on you, right, right, right. I'll never come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could see how that, yeah. I, if I heard my mom say, like, dude, I, look, I respect you, he mm. would have been like, what did I do? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, This is the next quote says, I wrote my husband two letters about why I respected him. I'm amazed as how, uh, at how it has softened him in his response to me. Mm. Damn. Gotta let him know. And then men too gotta communicate. Yo, I don't feel respected. That yo, that means a lot to different people. Yeah. Because if you think about that statement is powerful, how it softened him Mm -hmm. because now He's probably like, I don't want to lose this respect that mm-hmm. I got. So let me talk to her with some sense. Right. But uh, the average man who doesn't have this kind of education is probably thinking, I'm going to put my foot down, yeah. talk to her any kind of way, and she's going to have to respond to me the way I want. But that's not the way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. The last one says, I got it. God granted me the power of this revelation of respect in my husband. It has changed everything. My approach, my response, my relationship to God and my husband. So from your point of view, what do these statements say to you? So we'll just stop on this one. Maybe we'll come back to this book one day. But um, what does that tell you? Communication is key. That's the one thing I got. Communication is key. If you don't speak up both sides. If you don't speak up, no one's going to know what the hell you're thinking. I'm going to take that point and take it to the next level. I think some men don't know what they need. Mm, that too. Yeah. That too. Because now that I think about it, mm, I I have um, never felt the need to say, I'm going to need you to respect me. Mm. I never felt that. You never but felt I, disrespected in any of the situationships or relationships? One of them. Mm. One of them, yes. Um, when I was about to leave and I left my keys. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, because it, 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 the way she used to talk to me, I was like, if you don't put your Adam's apple right mm. back in your throat, <laughs> you talk to me. <laughs> uh, that was kind of the whole dynamic of the relationship yeah but that wasn't it right because i would go home feeling meek and mild (laughs) you know i feel like putty right and stuff and i'm like damn she thinks she could just talk to me any kind of way right 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 i should have turned around one day and say if you don't start respecting me (laughs) please um (laughs) i'm so sorry uh but other times 
recently, mm-hmm. I would well, say in the last like year and a half, okay. it th- that has come out of the mouth of these you know ladies where it's like you're the guy I'm gonna respect what you say, and I never took it that powerfully. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes I kind of took it in a negative way mm. because it would it would be the way that they would say it where. I would be like, hey, what do you like about this? Because I'd be, like, let's say I'm trying to plan something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you like about this? Do you like this? And they would be like, you're the man. I'm going to respect whatever you choose. And it's like, no, I need you to tell me, you know, that was, it's the wrong place and time for this kind of response. I need you to tell me what you like so that we can, I can plan something that is tailored for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's never really been in a situation where I felt broken and whatever right, and right, right, right. they were like look man you know <laughs> i hope i don't really have to go through that no. um but if you guys like this conversation let me know i would love to continue reading this book and talking about it yeah. i think it's good stuff you're gonna give us the update when you keep yeah reading. yeah who knows if i'm gonna workbook it or if i'm just gonna read it but um from here on out good good uh, um good episode if you guys like this episode if you like this kind of content and it's meaningful to you um, leave us a review on the stream platform that you're listening to. And if you are on YouTube, leave us a comment, leave us a like for the algorithm. It really helps us out. And, uh, also subscribe to the page and share it with your friends outside of that. This has been the men on the internet podcast, and I will talk to you another time. Bye. <laughs>